Uh, hi, I'm Sarah Kingston. I'm the co-founder and chief impact officer of In Good Company. So In Good Company, our entire mission is to help good businesses thrive. We define good businesses as those that are having a positive impact on people, planet and or communities. And we're focused on businesses that people experience every day in their real lives when they're out and about. So places like restaurants, cafes, hotels salons, bars. So we're really just trying to connect people who want to spend their money and time in better ways with those businesses, helping them to find them and also to understand what kind of positive impact they're having on the world. We discovered the problem that we wanted to solve a couple of years ago. I met my business partner, Alex Bertels, on a social innovation course, and we were learning about social enterprises and all of the amazing work they do in the world. Alex had also just been traveling and finding all of these really amazing businesses in foreign countries that were doing a lot of really positive things for communities and for people they worked with. But she was really struggling to find them. That was through hours of research. As I was learning about social enterprises in the UK, I was finding the same thing. I said, oh, there's these amazing businesses that are doing so much better for the world, but it's really hard to discover them. On the other hand, we also saw that these businesses were doing fantastic things, but we were hearing that they were really struggling to find and connect to enough customers to really survive post-pandemic, but also really grow their business and that associated impact. They needed to connect to more people and get out in front of them in order to really grow and survive. So my business partner and I, to get started with our business, once we'd identified the problem, we went through a few phases. We originally just did a bit of a no-code uh, website in the early days that was uh, looking at all kind of just social enterprises, whether they were online or offline. We took a bit of a pause. When we came back together, we realized that there was some really great people doing stuff in the e-commerce and ethical, sustainable product space, and we didn't want to step on their toes. And what we realized that we were really missing was those businesses that were out and about and those cafes, restaurants, the places you interact with. So we had our assumption that we wanted to find these types of places, but we didn't know if other people did as well. So we started doing surveys and interviews with consumers, trying to understand what some of their barriers were when they were trying to shop ethically and sustainably, or they even wanted to. We found overwhelmingly that, yes, people really wanted to make that sustainable ethical change with their habits and purchasing, but they find it really difficult to find and identify these businesses. And also to trust them, to know that what they're doing, because there's issues around greenwashing, especially with larger businesses these days. So we wanted to understand what consumers want. And then we also wanted to understand the barriers that businesses were facing. So we did a lot of calls with small, ethical and environmentally focused businesses. And yeah, we found we looked at a lot of desk research as well from people like Social Enterprise UK. And we saw that kind of marketing expertise, time, knowledge in accessing customers was a real barrier for them and they didn't know where to start. We also really wanted to understand the accreditation awards and membership space because you need to find a way to say what these businesses are doing and whether they're doing it. And we quickly realized that we would not have the expertise to really verify every single one of these businesses on our own because you're talking about different models and different missions. So we started connecting with partnerships across the accreditations, awards and membership space. So we reached out to people like the Sustainable Restaurant Association and Social Enterprise Mark and the Good Business Charter in the early days and really started to understand how they were vetting organizations and how we could build that into our model. So yeah, lots of research, lots of conversations, and just thinking about how we could make this work and serve a genuine purpose, but also how we could make it viable and sustainable through different income models. So we did a lot of testing and listening and asking. So the social and environmental impact of our business is that our whole reason 
for existing is to amplify the social and environmental impacts of other organizations. So there are so many small customer focused organizations that are doing amazing things. Uh, planet for their employees, people employing people who are excluded from the job market traditionally, people with disabilities, people experiencing homelessness, people even just paying a fair wage. Unfortunately, that's still an issue across the UK today. And then doing some really innovative things around sustainability. So zero waste restaurants and zero waste refill stores, coffee shops that are turning their coffee grounds into biofuels, just amazing things happening everywhere. So by connecting consumers who really want to support businesses like theirs to those businesses, we are giving them exposure, growing their custom, their income, and then therefore their impact. So we are a an amplifier. And so that is how we have a positive impact by growing those spaces. We're also uh, a good business ourselves. We're already a living wage employer. We're a member of the Good Business Charter and uh, members of the Organization for Responsible Businesses. We're aligned with the UN Sustainable Goal 12 of encouraging better consumption. And we just want to really have a positive impact. Uh, we're looking at what our environmental responsibilities are as a tech business, how to be a great employer and uh, yeah, just do good in the world and be part of the good business community. So how do we acquire our first customer? It's a tricky question. It depends on how you define customer. So we've already got consumers using the platform. We soft launched a couple of weeks ago. And we also have businesses that we're piloting the model with. So the way we got consumers, if we want to call them customers, onto our platform initially is we actually spent nearly a year building our presence in social media. So really without the platform, not letting that get in the way of us holding up positive businesses and the good they were doing. So we have been highlighting great businesses we've come across for the last year. We've been talking about different social environmental issues. And really trying to engage with both consumers and businesses, letting them know who we are, what we want to do, why we think it's important, and getting them excited about using Inga Company. We have consistently heard from people that they wanted us immediately and they wanted to be using that. So we would say, well, go to our socials, you'll see recommendations in London. And then built up a mailing list off the back of that, getting people to sign up for early access. And so when we did our soft launch, we already had ready and waiting consumer audience who were eager to use the app. I would say to future founders who want to start an impact business, I would say just do it. It is quite scary. I won't lie about that. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of learning. I'm really lucky to have a fabulous co-founder. So we have been learning together. I think people work differently. For some people, doing it alone will work for them. I love collaboration. I love working with other people. So for me, it was really important to find somebody shared my values and my goals. And I have a great business partner for that. I would definitely say build a great community around you. It will be lonely. It will be frightening. You've got people that have already done it, then that's amazing. If you can talk to other impact founders, that's been invaluable to us. We've created a lot of networks through different communities. And when we are stumped by an application or investment rounds or just keep staying up at night worrying about something, we've got people we can call on. And then also just People even who aren't founding, but just friends and family who support you get that you're not working a normal nine to five job and you're doing something you really care about, but that you might be a bit up and down sometimes while you're on this journey. But yeah, I think if it's in your gift to start an impact business, if you have the time and the resources to do it, then do it because it's really rewarding and we need more impact founders in the world. For me, being part of the impact testers community has been amazing. I think having other founders who get what you're trying to do is so important. I think the 
impact hustlers community I like that they look at, like us, they look at impacts both in social and environmental issues. You can see silos of kind of impact founders sometimes that they're either just in the social space or just in the environmental space. And I think it's really important that we're all working together because there are so many issues that we're facing and they're all intrinsically linked. And I don't think we can be just looking at the environment or just looking at society. It's a really fabulous community where you can ask questions really responsive. People are very happy and not selfish with guarding their knowledge. I think people have been really great about sharing tips with funding. I've even a couple of the members of the community when I was doing my investment rounds, they asked a couple of investors if they would talk to us. So people are very generous in this space, I think. And the resources have been really great. The discounts have been great that we've been able to access. And the events are fantastic just to have. I've not been to anything where people are just genuinely having such a kind of nice time, but also networking and building those connections. I think the team is really great. And I think that they just genuinely care about what they're building. And they do a really fantastic job of making the right introductions and making sure the right people know each other. So yeah, just delighted to be part of the community. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impacthustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.